Today on Media Lyrics Sandwich, we talk about, well, we actually have a lot of interviews coming up. We should probably come up with more questions. Why don't we use this episode to think of those questions? We can take those questions and fill up the hat. Welcome to Media Lyrics Sandwich. With me is Mark Monster from CrazyMark.com. William from AllAboutWilliam.com. I'm Scotty Miley from Toden.com, and I'm better known as Toden. And the video for this podcast is at YouTube.com slash K. And, of course, we are Media Litter Sandwich. You can find us at Media Litter Sandwich.com. Say that five times in a row. <laughs> maybe later. And you can follow us, subscribe. If you subscribe on YouTube, make sure you hit that bell, get those notifications so you know when a new video is out. Today, we are talking about questions. I know we've, we've talked on the subject before, but I want to do something a little bit a little bit more. I want to come up with questions that we can use on different guests. I want to play a game. I want to play questions from my hat. Ooh. So we're going to, we have our friend Carl sitting uh, behind camera. He's going to take notes for us. And as we come up with these questions, uh, after the show's over, we're going to go through them and print them out and put them in a hat. We won't be using these questions all the time on guests, but I'm hoping maybe once per guest we yank out uh, a question from the hat and ask them and these questions these are the rules they cannot be things that we would find about our guests in their wikipedia page or at least we wouldn't expect to find on their wikipedia page so nothing how'd you get started in your business that you are doing or where's your hometown no things like that no, and if you're listening to this, or I hope you're listening to us, you can absolutely play along to comment, email us, podcast at medialittersandwich.com, and let us, let us know what questions you think should be in there. You know, you know, when we're talking about questions, that's the thing that I always feel like when we're interviewing people. I don't want a question that you find in their Wikipedia page unless there's a bigger story about what we're talking about. That's true. Yeah, and all of a sudden, now watch, somebody's going to listen to this cast, and they're going to take our questions and use it on somebody else. Say, hey, wait a minute, those are the questions we came up with. You know what, I, I would not mind that. You know what I? Because I am so sick, and we've talked about this before, I am just sick of hearing the exact same questions every single time. You know, my background with youtube i've been doing a lot of podcasts and people always say the same thing so how'd you, you get started <laughs> how'd you get started if you could collab with any youtuber who would you collab with i am so sick of that question i like this one why are you afraid of vo no i have not heard of that one neither have i v-e-o-h why are you afraid of vo and why and why oh, V-O. Yeah, oh, V-O. Oh, oh, the com. platform. You know what I yeah. heard? I heard a V-O, voiceover. Oh. oh. Well, that too. Why are you afraid of voiceovers? Yeah, I don't think a lot of people still know about V-O. I don't know if they're still around. I don't like V-O because I got kicked off of V-O uh, for because I was on another podcast. I was co-hosting a podcast. It was my podcast, not something I really talk about, but it was a podcast uh, not with not so high quality, but what I would do is I would make little three minute clips yeah. and I would preview them on 
every all my YouTube, uh, not YouTube, but video platforms, which at the time I'll send out to like 10 to 15 different video platforms. Vio uh, actually kicked me off because I was advertising another platform because I, I forgot what podcast website it was going off of, but because it was advertising them, uh, they actually kicked me off. And this is going back. Wow. This is going back to maybe 2010 or 11. When you're interviewing somebody, Mark, we've talked about this before. When yeah. you're interviewing somebody, you normally research them. Of course, yes. You know, and you ask questions based on that. Or you at least simplest questions as, tell us about blank. Well, the thing is, is you want to ask some safe questions depending upon how big the star is because mm -hmm. the big stars do not want to be thrown off balance. I know, like, for example, I, I've interviewed Billy Moomy. I've interviewed uh, some rock and roll stars whose names will go unmentioned. And you don't really, you know, the managers will step in if you go off track mm -hmm. and asking safe questions is the way to go. Now, some of these peeps, they'll say, submit 10 questions and we'll look over them to see if you can ask them. Right. Like, like I was trying to deal with Ingve Malmsteen and his manager was going nuts and then he was going off the handle saying, well, maybe I'll give you five minutes. I'll give you 20 minutes this <laughs> time of day, that time of day. It depends upon who you're going to be working with. So for this little game, and I am going to refer to it as a game because I think it can be really fun. I'm just going to get a couple questions out there right now, uh, questions that I always feel like are good backup questions. Mm -hmm. And for me, and I've said this question before, how do you know when a project that you're working on is done? I love that question. I think it's a fantastic question. I've asked yep. it to a lot of different people. I don't know if I've ever used it to anyone we've interviewed on this show yet, no. but I always think it's a great question because almost everyone comes up with the with a totally different answer. Uh, the only common theme I get is when the client is happy. Well, how do you know when the client's happy? Are they standing behind you when you when you're doing your thing? And then they actually give me the real answer because obviously the client isn't standing behind them 99% of the time. <laughs> I mean, in school right now, they're giving us a big beef about when to be finished. Know when mm -hmm. to finish. Don't keep on circling the drain. Don't keep circling the rabbit hole. Go down, call it a day so you can get your money and move on to the next client and have enough time to have fun with your friends and family. Yeah, but the question still remains. How do you know when that is? Well, that's why it's a great question. Yes. Now come up with another one. Oh, I am never good at coming up with questions. That's why I'm so quiet on the show. <laughs> but I have actually heard him uh, ask that question before, and people actually stop to think about it. That's and a good sign. That is a good sign. Yes, I, I know with the when you're finished question, I think it's uh, one the producer of Avatar. What's his name again? The director. Who is it? The guy. M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, James Cameron. Yes, James Cameron. He keeps... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's... Different avatars. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Carl knows who I'm talking about. Thank you, Carl. Everybody give Carl a hand. Woo-woo. Yeah. Different avatars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But, uh, but James Cameron says he's not finished until the very last minute. He keeps going until... All the detail is there. It's a work in progress. Well, I know we're finished with answering that question because we got because <laughs> um, we've already on. answered another question. It. Yeah, because that question. was that question was the answer to a question. So okay, William, me, come on. So give me another one. 
Give me another one. He's staring at me like I'm going to. Okay. Okay, okay. When, when you go into class, Mark, let me yes. ask you this. When you go into a class, what is one thing you want to know about your professor? And keep in mind, if you really want to know something about you, usually Wikipedia them or Google them. So what's something that you would ask them? See, that's a great question right there. How, okay, are they able to assist in placing you in a job? That's a great question. Yes. Always. Yes. And I know at yeah. our school that there are several instructors who have a lot of great ins in the industry. Mm-hmm. So, William, uh, see, when you when you have a client, what yes. are things that you need to know about your client? Well, I need to know what their current project is. Is there anything about their project that they haven't made public yet? I think yeah. that's a good question. That is a good question, I think. Yeah. You know, I, I should... What can you tell me that you can't tell anyone else about this project right now, which you need to know? So, yes. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Yeah. It's almost as if you got the exclusive right then and there, you know, bringing it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And open. you said you wouldn't know what to ask. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Well, you knew how to ask me to ask a question. <laughs> now, a, a good question I've usually thought about asking peeps would be, okay, say, for example, you've uh, let's go back and reminisce about that first camera. Okay. What do you miss? about that first camera and what don't you miss about that first camera that's a great one instead of camera let's say a piece of uh equipment what's your first yep. piece of equipment um that way we know if we're talking to an artist we ask about like their first set of brushes yes um unless they're a graphic artist accessories right tools <laughs> what was the Always first important. tool of your trade tool. what mm -hmm. did you love about it what did you hate about it that's a great one. What's the best personality traits of a coworker? That is a good question. Yeah. yeah. See, that's why I love this stuff. Brainstorming sessions. You know, one person feeds off the other one and eventually leads to ideas. Always. You know, and I think that's another good question. Uh, how do you brainstorm? What's the best way for you... And, you know, or your team to brainstorm with one another. How do you come up with your ideas? Well, I don't like saying how do you come up with your ideas. I rather say brainstorming because it's a different. It's a different attack because people yep. would say, "Oh, I come with my ideas." I don't know. How I go when you say how do you brainstorm. It's it's gonna make them think a little bit differently. You have to be. It's just one of those things where I feel like you can't say how do you come up with your ideas because it's a little too direct. But if you say brainstorming, they're going to come up with a different answer because it has to do with collabor collaboration. Yeah. Now, there is something out there regarding brainstorming and coming up with questions. There's actually, and we're, it, it, I'm shifting gears, but it's on the same track. Okay. There's a thing that was created. It was called the Creative Whack Pack. They were a form of tarot cards or question and answer cards. And you would throw them out on a table and just picking up a card and would suggest you to think big or think out of the box or to go do something. Uh, let's see, go to sleep or to go run around the block. Which are all excellent things when you are just like, oh, I'm tapped out right now. I need to, you know, a lot of bands. That's why you, you get things where fans and rappers or whatever artists go outside and shoot hoops. Because it's just giving them a break. Or they have like foosball tables and stuff like that uh, inside offices. It gives them a chance to 
you know, be creative a different way. Uh, one of my favorite ways of brainstorming is just saying, hey, you know what? We just need to get started. We have 10 minutes. Start writing every single idea you have down right now. Doesn't matter if it's good. Doesn't matter if it's bad. We all need to see it. So write down the whiteboard or if you have a Google Doc, open up, everyone type it in there. Because, you know, I might write down a horrible idea. But you might see that and might trigger another idea, which is not so bad. And then he might see and see a great one. Or I see, I'm like, oh, now I realize what I was thinking about. And then all of a sudden we have all these other ideas that we can create a theme around or not. You know, it's just one of those things, no talking, no judging, just write everything that comes to your mind. And when that's done, you go through it and... And you can go ahead and throw some out. You can combine them. You can do all that stuff. To me, I love that type of collaborative uh, brainstorming. Yeah, that's what they do a lot over at MACA. Well, that's Macomb uh, University where I go to. Mm -hmm. What they do is they'll say, okay, here's one word. Write down everything you know about it on this sheet of paper and just like Well, this is go. more than yeah. that. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is hey, we're coming up ideas for this show. Yeah. Write everything. It's not, yeah. not focused on one word, but you can look at everybody's words. Yeah. It's, yeah. So it's a lot mm -hmm. more open. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Well, a lot of times it does if you just let it flow. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. it's a lot of times if you sit there and you try to plan something out, you'd be surprised at how things will happen. Like say for example, going back to that creative whack pack and coming up with ideas and answering questions, it points out uh, a dilemma where NASA was trying to find a way to fit specific things within the lunar module and within the uh, astronauts capsule. And what happened was, as it said on the card, it's like sometimes find a sense of humor, find the sense, laugh at yourself, laugh mm -hmm. at the project. And it says they found their answers by sitting around at the bar and making fun of their own project. And by the time it was over, oh, with, yeah. oh, yes. they Leaf went back yes. with napkins full of information and boom, they're able to solve their problems. You know, yes. and that uh, um, brings me to happy accidents. What's your best mistake that you learned from? That's a great one right there. It's like a watercolor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many Bob Ross, yeah. you know, you still get a hat tip to you. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've cross-linked, you know, a, a quarter-inch plug-in or maybe uh, a left or a right or some other uh, kind of input or output during record audio recording or video recording that would come up with some strange effect that I would later use on a song or in a video. Hmm. So yeah, that's a great question there. What's your your happiest accident? Mm -hmm. That was that's a great one right there. One of one of my favorites that I've heard fairly recently is um uh what what do you do when you're just out of ideas and you're just stuck? And you're by yourself, apparently. Um, that's a good one. Like, yeah. Well, that, that that's kind of going to what do you do if you're getting a, um, uh, uh, what's it called when you can't think of any ideas? Get a block. A block yeah, writer's block. Yeah. Which there are a lot of writers out there that will completely say it. Uh, that type of thing doesn't exist. Um, yeah. Because they always, you know. I think that's that's a good question. I think the common answer to th I think there is a common answer to that one, and the common answer is you go do something else or you just work on another project. Yeah. I think those are the common answers, but maybe we'll get something new. I mean, maybe 
You know, uh, here's a good question. And, and I oh. still want if you you know, I still want questions from the audience. So please, you I know, know, this I know is going to be an ongoing thing. So whenever you think of a good question, doesn't matter if it's silly. Doesn't matter if it's like, hey, if you're getting interviewed and you have itchy butt, how do you react? <laughs> Hey. Maybe we'll use it. Maybe we won't. Hey, believe it or not, some of the closing questions on my interviews with some of the rock stars was, what do you want on your pizza? That's not a bad question. That's not. And, you know, no, no. at least I'm a Dave Mustaine. And, and it's one of those things where if we know the person's a vegetarian, well, obviously they want a plain pizza, so I'm going to put this question aside for someone else. But that's a great question to ask, like, a cook or someone that's like, yeah. super yeah. out there and super crazy who's not a vegetarian. Right on, right on. Well, not connecting them, I'm just saying. William, you had something happening. Tell us. What? Oh, I was just going to say, vegetarians usually can eat pizza. It's vegans that won't eat pizza. Vegan. Yeah, well, I know a lot of vegetarians. They they, they just prefer it plain. Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> if someone else is ordering for them. They just say plain. That way there is no doubt in their mind. And I'm sure if they're ordering for themselves, they might oh, put yeah. something else on it. But a lot of times, you know. Yeah. When, yeah. We used to order pizza for, for entertainers all the time in my old jobs. And they would always just say plain because I'm a vegetarian and we eat way too much pizza because everyone gives us pizza. Yeah. Oh, here's a good question. In your line of work, have you ever been caught in a situation that's landed you in trouble? And how did you get out? Hmm. Because you could be doing something, you know, producing or working something to seem like an, an innocent thing. And then all of a sudden you're receiving this uh, letter of call for, um, was it, uh, what do you call it, um, witness for this or, or some other item involving uh, something illegal or whatnot. Right. And you'll go, I don't real. I didn't realize that, or I didn't know what was going on, you know. And you're just the helpless bystander, and all of a sudden you're dragged into this whirlpool of doom, you know. How did you get out? Um, I got another question. You know, it. You know, first it's like, okay, did you have a mentor or favorite teacher? First one that comes to mind. First, first teacher comes to mind. You don't have to tell me who it is. But if they're here today, what would you say to them? Because, And I actually want to say not favorite teacher. I'd just say what's the first teacher comes to mind when we're talking about this project? Because I don't want to know about their favorite teacher. I want to know what they would say to whatever teacher they're thinking of. Because a lot of times when I'm doing a project and I'm trying to think back to, to about you know, where I learned from her. It's not my favorite teachers. It's teachers that bugged me. It's teachers <laughs> that gave me a hard time or oh, teachers yes. I thought were so dumb, you know, not, not, not saying that they weren't intelligent, but I was like, they would not be doing this the way I'm doing it. And they, I believe the way I'm doing it is the best way for, you know, for what I'm doing, whatever that may be. Cause there's teachers would, would, just completely go what are you doing you know i would i think it's a great question because i that's that's what i want to know that's what what do you say to you know what do you say to that teacher that would be looking at you shaking their head at you yeah what would you tell them today you know now that you've achieved greatness and and you have to give us more than two words (laughs) yes yes and not four letter words either (laughs) 
No, I'm telling you, the, the guy that comes to my mind first, I can't mention their name, but it had nothing to do with video, you know? It's more or less teaching you the business. Oh, yes. I could think of so many teachers. Oh, I, yeah. I had a graphics teacher that that it was just absolutely... Let's, by the end of the, the class, I actually left. That's the only class I ever dropped. Wow. Um, and the following semester, she wasn't teaching at that university anymore, but I was. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Stuff happens. You don't know. Strange things in the universe. Make the switcheroo. That was that was funny because one of my you know, one of the, the students I was in there was like, Man, I don't know how you two get along uh, and they end up being my student. I'm like, Yeah. It was like, Yeah, you hated that one class. It was like, Yeah, notice who's not working here anymore and now who's teaching a class. <laughs> I think that's revenge in itself. Although they might just moved on to bigger and better things. I wish everyone the best. I really do. So that's just a teacher that didn't know their audience, didn't know their audience and didn't know how to work with their audience. I wish everyone a winning score in Candy Crush. No, but anyway, question time. Let's see here. What other questions do we have? Who is your audience? Yes. Who is your audience? Now, that is a... Yeah, I don't know if we're going to use that one because a lot of people, we can kind of guess who their audience is. But who is your ideal audience? Maybe we'll there use we go. Who is your ideal audience? <laughs> is it, it, is it, your the, current audience the same that you originally targeted? Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 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 I wonder how many people are going to answer um, my seven-year-old self. Because <laughs> I always think that's a great answer. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to ask what would your seven-year-old self say to you because I feel like now we're almost on the, oh, man, I've heard this question a couple times before. It's always a decent question, but yeah, I don't I don't know how I feel. How do you guys feel about that question? I like that question. You know, it could be controversial as well. I should right. be asked. Yeah, I not like what you would say to your seven-year-old self, but what your seven-year-old self would say to you. Oh, man. He'd That's say, great. He'd say, don't be boring. Yeah. Don't yeah. make me the, the, more the, monsters. The, the, that would be a sleep. It would say <laughs> neon, more monsters, more girls doing. Wait, what, what? do you do again? What happened to us? <laughs> well, that's You're what dating a, who? No, that's a set. But they're yeah. not, you know, that's not Laura Crawford. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not, uh, what is it? Um, Marilyn Monroe? Monroe? Yeah. That can, oh. a, a question, those are great questions. One I would suppose to say, have you ever lost a piece of gear, have tried to found it, never found it again, and wish you could find? What piece of gear do you wish you still had? Yes. yes. And have you tried to find it? Because I know I went looking for something and everybody laughed in my face and said, there's no such thing as that. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I've had a piece of gear. You, you, you learn so much from people when you bring up pieces, you know, gear that you lost or gear that you miss. Because, I mean, I see conversations on it all the time, especially around musicians. Oh, yeah. You know, because everyone's like, oh, I had this thing, but I had to sell it or I stopped using it. But I wish I had just for this one thing, you know. Musicians really go on that. Uh, I do have a question that Carl has asked before or a similar question that he asked before. And it was, if you had to rebrand, how would you rebrand yourself? 
That's like starting over. It is yes. like starting yeah. over, but some people do change their names or they change their logos. We're not saying we're starting all over. We're talking about rebranding. Yeah. Whether it's your logo or your name, maybe your website, but we'll, we will push it to name and logo and perhaps yeah, somewhat with their work. That way we don't go too deep. I mean, it's an identity. They have to start over in a way. Yeah, I think it's yes. a good. I think it's a good question. Yeah, I, it's just like how many success stories do you hear of? It doesn't matter. Like, doesn't matter. We're asking if you had to, Mark Monster. If you had to rebrand and not be Mark Monster, how would you rebrand yourself? I would have foreseen it already in the past, which I did, and there are things happening. That doesn't that's that sounds intentionally vague, actually. <laughs> that's you know what? That that sounds like you're avoiding the Is question. Creepy question. Mr. Yes. Mr. Mark Mr. Mark Maxwell, if that is indeed your name. It if you had to change Fred it. Ziggerton. <laughs> if you had to change it, what would you change it to? I would be Joe Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be Joe Cool, and I'd sit back, drink lattes, and go, oh, that's Snoopy. Oh, Hey, he rebranded himself. Joe Cool, Snoopy. Yeah. Actually, Eric Johnson was another one who rebranded himself. He was in a band before he was Eric Johnson, the guitarist. Wait a minute. He was in some other. But anyway. Oh, I got a good question here. A lot of you artists, a lot of you producers, you're running out to a gig. You've got somewhere to go. What are the three items you carry with in your vehicle in case of a breakdown? You know what? I like that question, but let's, I'm just changed to what are three items that are always in your vehicle? Yeah. Makes it a little, because breakdown is very specific and we might want to know if it, if they have three items that has to do with their profession that's really cool for has to do with a hobby that they might not talk about a lot. We do. That's really cool. Duct tape will be one of them. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't see, I don't leave tape in my car. I have tape in my bags, but I don't have it in my car. So, you know, so it might be something you don't expect. Well, let's, let's bring it on to this. What, what three pieces of equipment do you take with you? No matter what the gig is. I wouldn't even, no, 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 I like, I, I like what it was where three pieces are always in your car Oh, that, because that's, that's in case I'm of, thinking about it in my yeah. mind and I think those are interesting answers versus equipment that's in your bag. So Carl has an idea for a question. Yeah. What is a spontaneous project that had a big impact on you? So this is something you didn't plan. It just happened. It popped into your head and you worked on it. Right. Yes. Kind of like the happy accidents, but. It's different enough. Let's let's put that on there. That's a good question. It's a good question. Now I have a you know I have a question. It doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, an art form or anything, but it gives you an insight. What's your favorite clothing brand? Hmm. There that that could be something you know as far as fashion goes. That that would go down good with the rockers and everybody in the music scene. Right. You know, entertainment filled. Because sometimes you talk to someone uh, that you would have that is obsessed with fashion and you would never think of it. Like Kevin McLeod from uh, Incombitech.com. He loves shoes. He And I know a lot of people that have a huge thing for shoes and buys tons of shoes. He doesn't come across as a shoe person to me. Yeah. And he'll be like, look, I change my shoes more than once a day, at least twice a day. You'll never see me wearing the same pair of shoes. Wow. 
And I would have never thought that. So Mr. Rogers, he gets how many changes of slip? <laughs> well, Mr. Rogers, uh, the majority of his sweaters, I know some say all, but I'm just, for safety reasons, I would say majority of his sweaters were all knitted by his family, all knitted by his mother. Wow. How mm-hmm. about that? So, Trivia. You know, so his favorite clothing brand, what his mother made. Carl came up with another question. Do you believe in some sort of lucky charm? And what is it? That's very interesting because just recently I've been wearing these two items quite a bit and I feel luckier. And thank you to my correspondent in uh, Galicia, Spain. Hello, Pia. And of course, my lucky charm is all about William. So I just grab oh, yeah, him yay. and I carry him <laughs> with me everywhere I go. And those bathroom visits can be quite awkward. No, I'm just, just kidding. Just a lot awkward. But, you know, <laughs> have meeting friends at events. You guys are my lucky charms. Oh, yes. All and right. now I'm hungry for some sugar cereal. <laughs> oh, magically delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That brings us to another point. You're on the road. What is your go-to grub while you're out producing? Oh, that's a great question. Because that's, that's tough. That's so tough because we're because we're not even on the road. Like I mean, we go to a bunch of places. Yeah. But we you know we sleep in our own houses most of the time, mm-hmm. and I still find myself grabbing fast food, and I'm really trying not to. So that's a great question. Yeah, that could yeah. be anything from fast food to something you pack, you know, just in case. Right. But but if you're on the run and you're on the go, what's your go-to grub? Mm-hmm. I. I I try to make sure there's a subway around. Subway's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I always ask for you know, because yep. when when you're on the go, I don't even want to ask for a salad because I might be in the car eating and you can't eat a salad while you're driving. No, no. no. You Most of the time, burrito. I wind up stopping off at a yeah. McDonald's, which is so unhealthy. Yeah, right. you gotta have your burrito. Right. I mean, <laughs> snacks is one thing, but we want to know the meal. Because a yeah. snack, trail mix. I keep trail mix the entire time. But I buy I'm them hungry. The I want a meal. Huh? I buy my trail mix in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> I do work there. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, man. And that's another pro- thing you brought up here, you know? You're, you're talking about trail, trail mix. Okay, so you've arrived at your destination, but you find that, wait a minute, I've just stopped. The, the asphalt has stopped. The pavement has stopped. Tell us about that one situation, that one, you know, story where you had to go out on foot, you know, the the, the terrain. And I, I'm thinking about terrain all of a sudden, you know. Tell us about that, that one time where you had to battle the elements in the terrain to get to your gig. Okay, so let's clarify that a little bit more. You want to note specifically about walking? Well, yeah, not driving. Not driving. Huh, you know, this is getting What weird. was the hardest trip yeah. you had to take? Yeah. The hardest trip you had to take. Because, you know, that doesn't limit it to, to walking. It could be, you know, yeah. dr- dry, a driving trip. It could be stuck in the airport. You know, all of a sudden your gear's lost at the airport. What was the yeah. hardest commute or, yeah. let's yes. say, toughest, trip? Yes. You know, the toughest, yeah. the, the worst car problems, the worst, what you know, we might have to clarify that a yeah. little bit more. Oh, I got one to replace that. Your your worst 
Uber or Lyft experience. Your your worst Ooh. getting a ride from somebody experience. Yeah. Friday thirteenth. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, which already happened. Oh man. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 I, your worst Uber. There've been uh-huh. a lot of bad. Or Lyft, or you know, getting a ride from a friend. You know, with me, I I've given rides to many people, but. There were, you know, I didn't even get my license until I was 20, so I was dependent on other people for rides, and there's Oof. some bad ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Ubers, now we're going to jump over to another thing. As you, you know, you being the producer and the director, tell us about the best help you've hired and the worst help you've hired. No names. You don't have to mention names, but tell us about the best and the worst help I you've feel hired. Like, I, mean, I feel like you could do a whole episode on that. You could. You could do easily a full episode. Oh, but yeah. But that is a good question, though. Uh, one, because there's, um, um, what's his name? Mike Manigan used to say this all the time. He would say, if you could only hire one person, you should hire this this job. And I've heard that from a few different people with saying different jobs. I know someone that says, the first person mm-hmm. I would hire is a research and development person or someone that goes into tries to make the business better um and i for film i know people say the first person i hire is a makeup person the second person i hire is a catering person and then i fill in all those other really important spots but people need to know that they're in good hands and how they look and that they're going to be fed well and they're going to be happy on set um, so I think those are, that's a great answer. If, you know, what's your, if you could hire, you know, if you could hire as many positions as you need to, what's the first position you fill? Right on. You know, cause I know for me, first person I would fill or first position, if I could hire as many people as I wanted or needed to would be a manager. I want someone to manage my social media or more immediately. I want someone to manage all the videos going out and do all the metadata for me. Uh, all right, that was a good one from Carl. He asked, um, if you could be any food, what would it be? <laughs> Come on, Toad, what kind of food would I, you I, be? I feel like that's one of those fun questions that you ask at a business meeting. It's like one of those things when you... I'm not saying it's a bad question. Let's let's absolutely put it in there. Yeah. You know, and it's it's also another line because I sometimes I hate those questions like okay everybody introduce yourself to the new class I want you to stand up say your name and your major and a fun fact uh, uh if you could be any f- food in the food group what food would you be and why or <laughs> you know I remember being interviewed and being asked these weird questions like if you could be any breakfast cereal what breakfast cereal would you be and why raisin bran because it's nutritious for you and it helps you on the go i mean (laughs) (laughs) i want to count chocula (laughs) you know it feels you know it, it feels like one of those fun questions but what questions have we asked that that can't be filled on one of those? You know, just it's one of those things where you'd like to go a level deep. And that absolutely that question, if you follow up on it, it might be very deep or it might be, I don't know, an orange because I like the way it looks and smells. And orange is my favorite color. Sometimes it can be annoying. What can be annoying? Orange. Oh, oh yeah. 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 <laughs> <Got you there. laughs> 
Hey Mark! What? Hey Mark! What? Hey Mark! Hey what? Hey Mark! Hey Strauss Cheaper! I see you! <laughs> oh, okay, wow. now I totally went off the... Uh, somehow Good I went high. from annoying orange voice to Skeeter from Doug. <laughs> <laughs> right on. But yeah, th- these questions that we can ask our guests, are, you know, we could utilize these to either get under their skin or bring out their deep, dark secrets. Okay. Yeah, it helps you know the person more. Favorite pair of headphones, and what do you look at when you buy a pair of headphones? I don't know if it's that's as deep for other people, but for me, it really speaks volumes. Like, because some people say, "Oh, I I like you know this type of headphones because it brings up the trouble and brings this down automatically and does this." And I'm sure other people say, "Just give me a set of studio headphones because I, I just need to monitor my stuff." Someone else would be like, "I need I need Bluetooth." Uh, and I need something to stick my ears. You know, I think it can really tell you something about about a person. Yeah, how they produce and you know which way they go about things. Because if you're just using basic studio phones, then you know, come on, you gotta be able to hear there's highs and lows. And, and it's well, I like studio crazy, headphones because yeah. you do hear the highs and lows. You hear what you need to hear if you're going to edit. I need to know What's how you sound. It. I mean, ideally, you know, I would go in the car and put yes. the audio coming out of a car yes. speakers, everything yes. on equal. But I can't always do that. So I'm going to use a pair of studio headphones, which it, which you want it as equal as possible. Not saying it's going to sound the way you want it to sound, but you want to know how it sounds, period, and then make it sound yeah, the you, way you, you want it to sound. You want to hear your But that's product. an editor's point of view. On Most minimum, people don't have that point of view unless they're an editor. On a minimum of six items, you want to hear your finished product on a minimum of six items before, you know, your master, before you finalize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which we don't do on this podcast. No. <laughs> we don't do. I, I honestly don't Cocoa really falls. edit this audio. I don't. I know. I, sh- I was just talking to an audio engineer friend of mine and I tell them I don't process this audio. If I had money to pay for a position, I would pay someone to do it. And yes, we have had people volunteer to do it. And I just, I just don't want to ask people to do things like that right now. Uh, I would want it to be a paid position. Okay. So our last question will be, what's your favorite quote? What's a quote that comes to mind that you find inspirational? I think that's a great one. Do you have any other last uh, questions that come to mind? That was a good question. But I, at this point in time, you know, we're running low on time. Therefore, I would say the final question would be, how do you best fill those empty gaps of time in your schedule? That's a good one. That's a great one. And then they're going to go, I wish I had more empty gaps in the schedule. (laughs) They would. William, you got any no, any more? No more. <laughs> Not even asking things like, uh, "I'm looking for a house." What do you look? What's the most important thing uh, that you look for when you're moving? Uh, that is a good one. Okay. <laughs> See, inspiration. And that's William from allaboutwilliam.com. 
Mark Monster from? CrazyMark.com. And I honestly, check out their websites. William's got some great photography stuff. Mark is doing all sorts of crazy stuff and and shows and projects. Uh, You can find us in Adrian in November, uh, Taylor, Michigan in December. You can find those dates, exact dates, and where we'll be on MediaLittersandwich.com. You can find everything about me at Toden.com. And if you listen to the audio, which we're very grateful for, but you should check out the video because it does feel like a different show. At least, at least get a feel for it. Unless, you know, you're just listening to us while you work instead of whistling. <laughs> you can always find us at YouTube.com slash K. And of course, again, MediaLitterSandwich.com, which is the name of the what, name of the podcast, Media Litter Sandwich. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed our discussion, and may the algorithms be in your favor. Comment, rate, subscribe.